Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today, we're going to speak to Kendara Laurel, who has been a metaphysical teacher for over 40 years, teaching classes in psychic development, healing, meditation, manifestation, tarot, and I Ching. Kendara does belief shifting, where she shifts people's beliefs from self-sabotaging and replacing them with positive, life-enhancing ones, allowing you to manifest your dreams. Welcome to the show, Kendara. Thank you, Barb. It's great to be here. It is. I'm so happy to have you. I know your work and it's fantastic. But let's start with your story. How did you ever get into it? Okay. Well, I've always been a little weird. I would lay on my bed at night and talk to God. Not that that was weird, but I would. Other kids (laughs) are all playing with toys and I was doing that. Um, When I was 25, I was working in a health food restaurant in Miami Beach on Collins Avenue called the Health Hut. And one of the girls who worked there, a young woman named Kristen, had a mother who was a medium. And there was a group called Spiritual Fellowship Frontiers, which is an international group. And they were having a convention. And I went with her and there were all these different speakers speaking on things which I had no idea about. And auras, chakras. And one guy named Clem said, people only use 10% of their minds. The rest is spiritual. And that was a key barb that unlocked it for me. And I started going around and looking for teachers and studying. And that was really the beginning. So that was when I was about 25. And then I got a reading with the girl's mother and she just gave me a little more information. Mm-hmm. A first person I found was this woman named Mildred McDonald, who was a trans medium. And I did not know. What was her name? Mildred McDonald. Oh, I thought you said no good. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're listening, Mildred. I didn't say that. So anyway, (laughs) this was such a long time ago. She had this poster board in her office, which was the spare bedroom. And then the back, it said, tarot readings, $10.00 blah, blah, blah. And then it said trance, $25. And I had no idea what trance is. Well, trance is when the minister or the medium leaves their body and another energy comes in Mm. and her eyes close and her legs shoot out and she goes into trance. And I was in people call that channeling now, do they? Or is it still different? They're different. Channeling is when you open up and let other higher energy come in. Um, it's still a lot of times it's you, or it could be another energy. You're still conscious. Mm -hmm. I do that even when I'm doing readings. Yeah. Trance, which I don't do is when you leave your body Mm -hmm. and it's not possession. Although if you're in a very positive high place, there's some amazing, amazing energies, which can come through. So Mm -hmm. that's the trance. I would say just in a nutshell is when you're not, consciously physical and the channeling is when you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
It does. It does. Thanks for asking, though, because that's really a good clarification. Yeah. And, and I get confused. So I figure everybody else gets oh, confused. I get confused, too. <laughs> I had to go and go, okay, what is it now? <laughs> but it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that was where I got my start. Just went all over starting to look for teachers. And I took classes. And I started giving readings. And I was ordained. And then I moved to Tallahassee to go to school. Mm-hmm. And I met another teacher. And then I moved to St. Pete, Florida, where I really started studying and started doing it professionally. And then I moved to Denver. And the rest is, as they say, history. Yeah, that was quite a circular. It was wonderful. Yeah. It's amazing. It's such a gift to be able to do. And I think just trusting yourself, you know, you guide Mm -hmm. And you do, you do a big meetup group. Um, I do. Thank you for asking. Um, so I have a meetup. And for those who don't know what meetups are, meetups started in 2003 as an answer to 9-11. They mm-hmm. meet in 180 countries. And you can find one on just about anything. Yeah. So I started what's my the name of yours? Introduction to Metaphysics Denver Meetup. Mm-hmm. It has 3,700 members. We meet online twice a month. And we have amazing we have amazing speakers come you presented a about a year yeah ago. i went woman, on love it got a woman on saturday named melinda gillette who's an animal communicator but it's i don't charge people um it's a way to connect the people with the speaker so if they're on they can talk about what they're doing but i will i don't have them on as an opportunity to market their products and mm-hmm. it's such a gift people love it it's a win-win situation it really is i I'm so honored to be able to do it. Um, how did which do you use more, tarot or I Ching? I Ching. I use tarot. I've been doing tarot forever, but I use I Ching, which is a form of divination going back to Confucius, where you throw coins. I learned it from a Native American shaman named Howard mm-hmm. Badhand 36 years ago. The thing about the I Ching, which is incredible, is you are becoming your own psychic. So with how the cards. Which I, you know, which I use that's interpretation, but the I Ching, you throw coins um, and you come up with a six line figure called a hexagram. It's a manual for self development and you don't even have to have a question. But the reason I like it, Barb, is that have you ever noticed that when something's going on in your life, like perhaps you feel like you're not being listened to, it's going on in every single area of your life. And this mm-hmm. is just a basic one. You can just say, what do I need to do? So I do the I Ching for myself. So the I Ching a lot more, but I do like tarot. Yeah. You know, I don't use either one of them. I had a show on, uh, well, tarot, but also on I Ching, and they were fantastic. And, you know, I want to play with it when I have time. Isn't that terrible? No, But but, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know either of those tools very well. And it's positive and that just says a lot how different things are different for different people you know but basically i'll also use my intuition it absolutely depends on the situation sometimes i'll use all three Mm -hmm. and when you teach uh psychic development do Uh you bring these tools in or do you teach it different um i love teaching it's my passion um i don't really use the tools i use a lot of handouts i use a lot of hands-on experience because that's the way to learn. And it's just the best thing in the world to do. So to answer your question, 
if I'm doing a tarot class or an I Ching class, then I'll bring the tools in. But otherwise, mm-hmm. not too much. I may make allusions to it, but no. So that you keep, they're separate kind of thing. Yeah. I kind of thought, because they're so wide. And, yeah. you know, if you're going to teach a class on tarot, it, mine will be like a five or six week class or each week we'll study a different suit. Mm-hmm. With the I Ching, it's a one-time class where we ask questions and learn how to formulate them. Oh, but with the great. development, it is a one-day class, but we study the different gifts, and then we get to practice them. And you so, you teach over Zoom as well. So um, I do teach over Zoom, but I'm so excited. This July, I'm going to be going to two in-person classes for the first time in about two to three years. Isn't that people nice? People have missed it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Really excited. Welcome back to the world, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to the world where people have feet. Yeah, <laughs> <Like>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, when you're teaching, if somebody comes to you and says, I want to learn, do you bring them to the tools or do you bring them to the psychic development first? It all depends on what they want to learn. Like mm-hmm. um, if I'm doing a reading with the I Ching, someone goes, oh, I really want to learn that. We'll just do that. Um, I, I really tune into what they want and what mm-hmm. they need. Um, usually if we, usually in that case, if they just want to learn, I will give them a reading and chat. I had two people that really wanted to learn. I worked with one for two weeks, two times and one for one. And I said, you know, you've got the basics you need. If you go with me too much, you're not going to be tuning into what you really need to know. So mm-hmm. I, I really tune into what they need, but I guess I give them the tools that they need. Like someone wanted to talk about how to tune into her guides. So we talked on meditation and channeled writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that answer your question? It's basically um, giving them the tools so they can do it. Right. So yeah. let's say if they came to you for psychic development, okay. is, is it a one-time class? Um, mine is, yeah. Um, I've done it both ways, but I love a one-time class because my experience has been a lot of classes and in the middle, you'll leave. I remember taking a class and leaving them when the class was half over. It's a one-day class. So for a psychic development class, for instance, we'll talk about meditation because if you don't meditate, you can't do anything. And then we'll talk about the different gifts. There are mm-hmm. four basic gifts, clairvoyance, clear seeing, clear audience, clear hearing, clear sentience, clear feeling, and clear cognizance where you just know. We'll talk a little bit about each one, where the centers are, and then do exercises to practice it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's fun. How do you, um, so do you start off teaching a meditation? First? I talk about, yeah, if you don't meditate, honestly, my mantra is to get everyone to meditate. If you don't meditate, you just don't meditation takes you to a different place where you're able to connect with your higher self and it doesn't have to be long. I do it 15 minutes in the morning and at night. You don't even have to do it that long, but the Buddhists have a saying faith like fire versus faith like water, even 15 minutes a day. will do it. Once we talk about the meditation, then we talk about the different gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, And each time we talk about a gift, at that time, we'll do an exercise like this one for psychic vision called the rose, where they close their eyes and they see a rose and hand it to somebody. Mm-hmm. The hearing one, we listen to some music and maybe take one piece of music, one note, one instrument out. 
the feeling we do a thing called psychometry where you pick up items and get energy from them that are other people's or we use pendulums and the clear cognizant we do some really fun exercises like one where you write down three decisions you have to make for something mm -hmm. turn the cards over and then intuitive tune into the one that has most weight and then we practice giving readings to each other and it's so much fun because everybody's psychic every the secret is just tuning into it and giving yourself permission and believe in yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. What about the person who tells you, I can't meditate? I've tried, I can't meditate. And a lot of people say that they, you know, can't. Well, first I'll do, you know, why, you know, what's getting in the way. And then I'll tell them about the benefits. And then I'll give them a really, really easy exercise where you just close your eyes. Mm -hmm. and you breathe in for five count of five and hold it breathe out for a count of five and in your head you just say the word breathing so i think when we do the breathing thing i'll say why and you know different meditations work i'm a firm believer in sitting up and doing it but maybe for another person's it's listening to music or it's walking you can't do something that doesn't work but i will say that if you do sit and do it the results are amazing and i have a little one of those little timers that you get at the hardware store. Mm -hmm. And I have it next to my nightstand. And in the morning, first thing, the minute the alarm goes off, I set it and sit up in bed and do it. And at mm -hmm. night, right before I go to bed, I do it. Because then I'm already ready. But then I also have a secret weapon. I have the best cat in the world that jumps on my lap and we meditate together. <laughs> so everybody, if you can't meditate, get a cat. Because it'll help. But it, <laughs> One size does not fit all, honestly, yeah, but there's yeah. always a way to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if they come to your class and they say, I can't meditate no matter what, you know, well, what it's, exercise you know what? do you bring up through? I, I tell them to leave the class. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they can't, they can't. But I, I will just say, close your eyes and watch your breath, you know, and maybe close your eyes and, pardon me? and watch your breath and count. Yeah. And, you know, right. And honestly, a lot of times when I'm having trouble meditating, which happens, I'll open my eyes and that shifts things. Um, mm -hmm. Ram Das, and I loved it in his book, Be Here Now, which he wrote years ago, was talking about meditation. He says sometimes he meditates and he just loves it. Other times he meditates and five minutes later, he's standing in front of the refrigerator looking for root beer. So, you yeah, know, yeah. some days it's harder, you know. It's That's just, the kind of meditation I used to do. I hey, have to do a visual med meditation. You know what? Yeah. And that's a really good thing to bring. Like I'll say to someone, have a visual thing, have a lotus or mm -hmm. have, a, have a, you know, right. a mandala or something like that. Definitely. I'll it's do the rose. Way. I'll use the rose. Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. way of doing it. Yeah. And the rose has such high vibrations. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah other than that, it, it, I was the same way. I'd, I'd go in to meditate. I was going to count my breathing, all this stuff. No, and you and know then the next thing I know, I'm doing the dishes and I don't know how it <laughs> happened. <laughs> what well, the next thing I'm doing is I'm going through my shopping list in my head. So no, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be hard. It really does not. And if I'm doing it for five minutes and it's like, okay, we're done. I am done. But if I'm doing it for 10 minutes and let's do another five minutes, I will. But mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, it's the best thing in the world to do. And then I will keep a pen and paper next to my bed. And if I get anything, I'll just let it come out. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So when you bring them in, you first teach them meditation, and then how do they decide? Okay, actually, excuse me if you're wrong, I don't teach them meditation. We just talk oh. about meditation. I teach a meditation in a meditation class. Let's just, let's talk about meditation for five minutes. Um, yeah. How did they decide mm-hmm. what? Pardon me? You said, how did they decide? Oh, I, you know, whether they're clairaudient or, you know, clairvoyant. We have a test. It's a multiple choice test. But then I also <laughs> ask, no, seriously, a multiple yeah. choice test, which is so self-evident. Um, but then I also ask them what they think. How do you get your messages? Then as we do exercises, I will say to them, how did you get this? Did you feel it? Did you see it? Um, and I tell them this story about this woman in a class I was teaching years ago. We were in a circle talking about what our gifts were. Mm-hmm. My gift is clear audience. I hear it. And, my, and the woman next to me was, had the same thing. Third girl, woman. I don't hear things, but I really wish I did. Turns out she could feel things. And she was an incredible healer. So the main things you don't compare yourself to other people. You just kind of practice. And as you do it more and more different gifts will come through. Like even though I'm clairaudient, um, one time I couldn't find my wallet and spirit, my guides, my angels showed me a picture of my purse on the second shelf of my closet and my wallet was in it. Wow. The main thing is this, when you get a message, you don't have to do it, but just give thanks for it. And that's like saying more, please. You don't have, you're still in control. You really are. Mm-hmm. And how did you go into readings though? Um, I started taking classes. Um, like I went around looking for teachers and my first teacher, Mildred, had people come to her house and she would do classes. And there would be about seven of us sitting in a circle and we would go around and do messages. And then they started having fairs. And then as I did it more and more, I started doing the fairs. And then when I moved to different places, Denver especially, when I moved to Denver, I connected with this group that's now no longer in existence. Believe it or not, the name of the group that, uh, was Crystal Light. No relation mm-hmm. to the drink. And yeah. um, she had an office, and I would go there once a week and do readings. And that's how mm-hmm. I started doing it. And it just developed. Um, I don't, you know, I've been doing it so long, I don't remember when I really started doing it on my own. It's yeah. just something I turned into. And then but when, did, yeah, go ahead. When I, when you do readings, do you do tarot or I change? It absolutely depends. But I'll tell you what, it depends on what the situation is. Nine out of 10 times they'll go, you know, if they go, I want this, we'll do it. But then I'll always sneak the I Ching in. <laughs> I Ching. Yeah. And so it usually starts with the I Ching. What does so-and-so need to know about? Mm-hmm. A lot of intuition. If their beliefs are holding them back some belief shifting. Um, so it absolutely depends on the person and what's, what they need. I'm very lucky to be guided because at the risk of sounding like a broken record, the meditation helps me know what I need to do. And then my guides will be yelling, tell them this. <laughs> how do you, when you're teaching, how do you teach them to know whether it's, it's imagination? Great. Great, great question. Um, meditation lets you know, this lets you discern. But if it's you feeling like you've got to do something, this is if you don't do this, this that's not your intuition. That's your ego. Mm-hmm. And you become friends with it and <laughs> 
tell it to chill. Um, if it's there, if it's something you're getting, it's a soft, quiet knowing. It's just a feeling. There's not a oh, and a lot of times it's not even related to what you're doing. But you might get something you need more than what you want to hear. Does that make sense? Um, so, in answer to your yeah. question, you, it's by practicing. Uh, mm-hmm. it's by, and you can also say, "Are you in the white light of truth?" You can ask, and if you're not, leave. And then you clap really loud because it sounds like a thunderstorm to the other side. Mm. You totally have control. Tell them not to wake you up at three a.m. <laughs> or when you're in the bathroom. Yeah, but honestly. It's just by practicing. It's by exercising a muscle. And as you develop your gifts, like get some Oracle cards and ask a question. Now, what's the difference between Oracle and Tarot? Okay. Oracle cards are cards with pictures on them. They're beautiful. You can find one for any. Tarot cards also have pictures on it, but it has suits. It has wands for change. It has cups for love. It has pentacles for money, and his swords for strife. It also has 22 picture cards called the Major Arcana. So that's more with suits. First cards I ever learned on were playing cards because you could go by the suit. But oracle cards are picture cards. Honestly, I don't use the oracle cards. In fact, I don't even know how to do them. So my thing is more tarot. But um, (laughs) it's really neat because this bookstore that I work at called Shiny Lotus has a huge wall and half of them is tarot and half of them is oracle a lot of people use both and the oracle if you just pick one you'll get a message where to well, wait, you you'll get them with either with the oracle it's really good to have a question and then pick one and then look uh-huh. for three things in it and see like let's say you wanted to know about um moving and you pulled up a card that had angels and trees and water and you go okay well i'm probably being guided because i have angels The trees are probably saying it's a protective thing, but it might also be a place where the trees and the water means it's very smoothly flowing or there might be water on. So it's totally up to what you get. A friend of mine was telling me yesterday about a reading they were getting from someone who was just incredible. And they pulled out some cards. And this person who very knowledgeable about cards named Joy Vernon Mm -hmm. saw a deck that she had never seen and she adjusted her reading to what the card said. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. So that's so the, a good way to tune in. So the reader actually pulled the card. It wasn't the reader. Oh, no, the, no, they pulled the card. The, re, the, the client always pulled. For me, the, I know some people don't let people touch their cards. Now, if I'm doing it online, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull the cards, but I'm going to say to them, tell me when to stop. <laughs> and then I stop and pull the card. But no, I let my people pull them. I, make them, I let them shuffle. And then I let them pull. And that's a vibrational thing? Totally. It's their energy. And it's so interesting to me the way they pick the cards. Like for me, if I'm looking at a row of cards, I get a little feeling in my gut and the card is outlined. Other people just put their hands over them. Mm-hmm. Other people just reach for them. But yeah, it's an energetic thing for sure. Right. And everybody's got it. That's the thing that's so cool. But most people don't don't know how to sense it. Um. Most people, I think they don't trust it. They get their head mm-hmm. in the way. And what they don't realize, the ones who don't, that it's so natural. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I'm known for, and I didn't realize as people will say, you know, you got me started. 
but it's just helping them tune into their gifts that yeah. they've already got. Every single person's got it. And I work really hard, not that I have anything against it, work really hard to just bring the natural life. For years, I wore the gypsy clothes. Now I don't. You know, and again, I'm not putting down the gypsy stuff, but I want people to know it's just part of life. Mm-hmm. Although I do like flowing stuff. <laughs> yes. Mother's intuition, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> it was always there. People just don't pay attention. Oh my gosh. It really, we've all got it. We absolutely, it's as simple as walking down the street and something says, turn here, or you don't know what to have for dinner. And suddenly you see spaghetti or you hear some go, you know, spaghetti would be really good. It's the little things and yeah. it's right there. And your guides, your intuition is there to help. I'm going to take a break now. And then when we come back, I want to ask you about the belief shifting manifestation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll be right back. Bye. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to a view through the veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back with uh, Barb Crowley, and we're with Kendara Laurel. And we have been talking about she is a, as I said at the beginning, a teacher, a metaphysics teacher of 40 years. We're going to talk to her in a moment about belief shifting and manifestation. But first, I want to ask you about the healings that you do. Okay. When I was 50, I took Reiki Master Teacher. Mm -hmm. And I started channeling. And I liked it so much that I did it two more times. So although I have the Reiki energy, I don't do Reiki. I do Mm -hmm. a thing called channeled healing. And, what, and we do that a lot in the classes. So what I do is I have someone hold up their hand and I have them put the energy behind their hands and come through their hands. So they, and that's the Reiki energy. Mm-hmm. And then what I'll have, what I will do is I'll just stand there for a minute, ask for the highest to come through, see myself surrounded by light, and then let the, and then scan my hands lightly over their body. Mm-hmm. And when I get to a place where there's a block, I will grab it, physically pick it up and throw it in the ground and see it burning up. Mm-hmm. On occasion, I will take pendulums, which is a chain with a necklace on it, and spin it on the different chakras 
and see if they're spinning. And if they're not, we'll clear on that. A lot of it is by talking to them. A lot of it is by working on, like I was doing a reading for somebody last Friday and he had a lot of emotional stuff. He said, I know you're a healer. And I thought, how does he know that? But while I was working (laughs) on him, I was allowing the energy to come through. So I would say it's in whatever way is needed. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. And we all have it. We all have that gift. It's just allowing it to come through. When you're channeling, um, I'm always very careful about, well, I don't do channeling. I don't, I want another psychic with me to watch that channel. Okay. So, you know, I'm always concerned about a low level spirit coming. Okay. I don't get to that point. Mm-hmm. I am just opened up and letting my higher self come through. Oh, okay. Not, so it's not, just, I, I'm like you. Oh no. I'm, and I respect yeah. the, I know some really good mediums who do that, but I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm more controlling on who's coming oh, through. I'm yeah, more so, leery about and, that. And that yeah. brings me to another point also. Um, I was doing readings and getting kind of depressed. And someone said, you know, you're picking up people's stuff. So now I absolutely ground myself. I'll wear mm-hmm. something like elite shungai. I'll see myself surrounded. Wait, what's elite shungai? Elite shungai. Shungai is this beautiful crystal which grounds you and keeps you from picking up stuff. And elite, E-L-I-T-E, is one that you can only get, I believe, in Russia, but you can also get it on Etsy or online. Mm-hmm. I'll use that. I'll use a crystal called selenite. I'll see myself surrounded by light. I'm very, I play tones in the morning. So I'm sure that I only allow the highest and the best to come in. So when I'm channeling, it's still my highest self and spirit, mm-hmm. but I'm connected with it. I'm like you. I don't want to anybody to come through. So yeah. Channeling. Yeah. So I'm channeling now actually. So I'm here, but I'm also letting stuff come through. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Sense? I, I kind of wonder if we go to a different dimension, you know, absolutely. Then, absolutely. Yeah, pick up from Most- there. Most people are in the third dimension, but when you're getting into that, you're getting more into the fifth dimension. And I'm not an expert on that whatsoever. I have to ask you, what everybody talks about the third dimension and the fifth dimension. What happened to the fourth dimension? I don't know. We're going to have to <laughs> Google that when I get off the phone. Yeah, it's curious. like, wait, well, what, did <laughs> I miss one? <laughs> yeah, you know, they do, don't they? The third yeah. The third and the fifth, and nobody's in the fourth, you know. I really want to know. And there's probably a group of people in the fourth going, where is everybody? Are we alone here? (laughs) I know. How come nobody's here? You know, we're in the fourth. How come nobody's here? What happened to the fourth? Now, with the healing, when you're teaching, um, you know, do you teach um, the healing modalities, do you let okay. them pick their own or? No, when we're doing the healing, they're learning specific exercises. And we're talking a lot about protection. Not that it's a negative thing, but cover, you know, surrounding yourself with light. We're doing absolute exercises. We're doing a thing called calling in the energy where you're standing there with your hands out and letting the energy come in. And then we're working on different people and we're, all taking turns working on healing. We're reading auras so you can learn to see what they look like. We know the healing class, like all my classes, being the control freak that I can be. No, um, <laughs> we do specific things. We do specific things. They get a lot of handouts, but there's a definite format to my healing class, like all my classes. Does that make sense? Yeah. One of the um, tools that you use 
is automatic writing. And I'm not that familiar with automatic writing. Can you tell me about that? I'll be happy to. Automatic writing is basically just sitting in a semi-meditative state, picking up a pen and just tuning in, saying, what do I need to know? And maybe you'll get nothing. Maybe you'll get little scribbles, but you're asking. So you don't try to think of what you're going to know. And you can ask about certain things. But if you ask about something you're emotionally attached to, chances are you're going to get what you want. So that's what I always run into. Yeah. And psychics don't read themselves much because of that. They get uh, stuck between the want and and what they're hearing. It's a challenge. You know, sometimes people will come in and they'll want some answer. um, And basically, it's something that they want. They only want to hear what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it don't always work that way. So basically, right. you're sitting down with a pen and paper and you're just saying, do you have anything for me? You know, this is a cool little tip. If you're not getting anything, you can put, unless you're right-handed, of course, you can put your right hand up like a little antenna and it really helps enhance things. So I would say you just sit down and you pick up a pen, maybe 10 minutes after, you're, you know, since you're done meditating and just see if anything comes through. Just close your eyes. You may get nothing. Don't look at it till afterwards. There's a really wonderful book on the subject called Writing in the Divine by Sarah Weisman, W-I-S-E-M-A-N. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good book on how to do it. But basically, it's just sitting down with a pen and opening up, but not expecting anything. Do you meditate first or... Yeah, you meditate. No, you meditate first because then you're in a meditative connection with your higher self and it Mm -hmm. allows the stuff to come through. Now, when I am doing the class online for this group called Awkwardly Zen, we don't meditate. We're doing exercises and then we go into the um, the writing. You do that once a month, I think. Well, there's an amazing group called Awkwardly Zen um, and you can go to awkwardlyzen.com and they have events every night. They meet in 13 states and four countries and so once a month the third i believe monday of the month i'll do an online class and we'll do exercises and we'll talk about it and someone will ask a question then different people in the group will raise their little zoom hands and say what they're getting (laughs) but then we also do automatic writing for about five to ten minutes and how do you keep yourself out of that automatic writing? By meditating and getting into a meditative state and asking like you would ask a friend, what do I need to know? And then you wait for the answer. And maybe you're not getting an answer. And that's okay too, because the more you do it, the more answers you'll get. Mm-hmm. So chances are when you're doing that, you're kind of kind of get a feeling that you're starting to, you know, write. You're just getting this beautiful, smooth feeling, and it just comes through. And it's so neat. You get done. And one person was just getting every answer she needed. Other people weren't. Um, It's just, I find for myself when I do it, it's a lot of reassurance. It'll be okay. You're on the right track. (laughs) So um, in answer to your question, you just allow it to happen. And if you don't get anything, that's okay, too. 
do um, some people naturally go toward automatic writing and other people sit there with the blank paper for totally. <laughs> like anything. Absolutely. I think yeah. the thing is, though, people realize that it's they're being given the information. You know, mm-hmm. they're not getting it. It's still them. It's still their higher self. And that's so important to say you are always in control. You're oh, you know, that's one reason people don't meditate. Sometimes they think they're giving up themselves. No, it's all you. So in the automatic writing, yeah, it's like anything. Some people are better than others, but um, it's interesting to see what comes through. Do you like it? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't do it. <laughs> but it's a really good way for people to tune into themselves. I really don't do it, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I've tried to do it and it's, you know, it's tedious in a way, you know. Yeah, it shouldn't be. I, I just got the message, if I can tell you what I got. They said you're trying too hard. So just sit well, there with a pen and yeah. go, what do I need to know? We all do that. We all do that. We mm-hmm. all do it. You know, it's, it's natural. It's human, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Isn't that funny>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to be honest here. I can't say. Yeah, I do. yeah. <laughs> but I and like as it. I said, I've tried it and gone away from it because it just—I think I had too much of myself in there. I don't think I could let go. Oh, I know. You know? Well, you know what? It's practice. It's like exercising mm-hmm. a muscle. You know. Right. But basically, what you could do is pretend you were doing a reading for someone else, and get your head out of the window. What does Barb need to know? I bet you get some really cool answers. I, I have to go back and try it again. And, it's and see. it's an amazing tool. Like when I do do it, I love it. I'm not saying I never do it. You know, yeah. sometimes when I'm meditating, um, when I can get the cat off my lap, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, how do you with all of this? Um, how do you deal with your ego? Like, you know, I think with automatic writing, I think my ego's all over. Ego in the fact that I'm writing down what I want want to happen, you know. Okay, so at the risk of sounding like a broken, broken record, it's a meditation because you get out of the way. However, most people aren't aware of this. Do you know what the job of the ego is? No. It's to protect you. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's just trying to keep things the way it is. And if you're doing something it's not used to. It's like, oh, you could never get that job. Or, or that person would never be interested in you. Or no, I don't think you should run in the marathon. You know, <laughs> you're old. So the bottom line is <laughs> you acknowledge it and you go, I hear you. Thank you. And it's like, oh, you hear me? And then you give it a job. Mm-hmm. Where can I get a good cup of coffee? What's a good thing to do? And you just give it something else to do. You recognize where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And you acknowledge it. Um, there's an amazing man named Randy Ferguson who does a thing called belief shifting. And he said the things that are in the way a lot of times are core beliefs. You just acknowledge them, but then you let them go. You, just you know, I want to talk to you about the belief shifting. But before we do that, I want to ask you, because everybody asks, how do I meet my guides? How do okay. I find out? Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. I've been doing this for over 40 years and I still don't know the names of my guides. Because hmm. I don't want to drive nuts. But as you tune in, <laughs> what you want to realize is you're going to get your guides in different ways. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people who I can, you know, who will like a man named Doug Pratt or a woman named Lori Hewitt who will help you tune in to find your guides. But honestly, just closing your eyes and asking them to reveal themselves. But keep in mind, 
you may not see them physically. It might be something that says, okay, this is what you need to do. So it's all intent. And um, you're probably more in tune with them than you would think that you were. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes the intuition is guides, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's what we're getting at. It's intuition is something saying meditate. Um, Last night I had a friend over and we ordered a pizza. Well, I've got the type of place that when you go out, the door locks. And so I go all the way downstairs to pick up the pizza. Oh, crap. I don't have my keys. My friend wouldn't have known how to buzz me in. But that's my intuition saying go up and get the keys before you go down to get the pizza. It's as strong as anything else. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And that was my guides also. (laughs) But there are people who will tell you how to tune into your guides. I mean, there are people out there for everything. It's amazing. Yeah. And how do you trust the person you're picking to teach you? Okay. Well, a lot of times it's your gut. Mm -hmm. but It's your intuition. You know, nine out of 10 times, you know, if they ask for money (laughs) up front, probably don't. But I'm honestly asking. Although I've been to a lot of classes where you do pay up front. Oh, I'm doing classes. They do pay up front. But if you say to someone, I've got a question, it's okay, give me $50. Your guides want you to $50 and hide it under a bookshelf somewhere. Um, The bottom line (laughs) is I trust my gut, but Mm -hmm. I also look at testimonies, you know, and I'll say, who do you like? This is what I want to do. And after you've been doing it a while, you can tell, but one size doesn't fit all. And I'll hear people rave about a reader, just rave about a reader. And I'll go to them and go, okay, they're cute, but <laughs> tell yeah. me what I need to know. Yeah. Um, Didn't trust, work for me. Yeah. Trust yourself. And I but even do readings on guides. Uh-huh. As yeah. a teacher, where you're going to go and you're going to open yourself up to, um, you're picking a teacher and, and you're going to go with what they tell you. No, you, you know? should not. You should not. You, should, you mm-hmm. mean in terms of what the teacher, trust yourself. Um, I always say to people when they come for a reading, I mean, first of all, let me say this, anybody listening to this, do what works for you. You know, Mm -hmm. this is just my experience. But when people come in for a reading, because I read at this bookstore once a week called Shining Lotus, when people come in for a reading, I say to them, I'll make a deal with you. I will tell you what I'm getting for you, but you have to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to listen to a psychic in a bookstore, rather than what feels right for you, then don't do it. Now, yeah, listen to me. You know what I tell people? Psychics are 80 to 90% correct. Uh You don't know which 10 or 20%. I love that. I love that. You're going to have to go with your gut. (laughs) You are. So in answer to your question, listen to me. I give them the tools so that they can tune into it themselves. My Mm -hmm. job is to help them do it. And then after, I mean, I love it when they come in every six weeks or, but don't, come in like more than once a week for gosh sake yeah yeah um so now i want to talk about the belief shifting and manifestation awesome oh my god (laughs) best thing in the world so all of us have or most of us have self-sabotaging beliefs often beginning in childhood Mm -hmm. a man named gay hendricks h-e-n-d-r-i-c-k-s wrote a book called the big leap And the premise behind it is that we have four basic beliefs, and you don't have all four, that hold us back all beginning in childhood. One is fear of abandonment, which means if I don't do what people expect, 
thing to do. They won't have anything to do with things. What is fear about shining? Like a little girl's having breakfast with her family. And she says, I did better in school than Bobby did, Bobby being her brother. And she looks over and her mother is not smiling. So she mm-hmm. says, oh, I can't do that. One is, it's too much work, you know, and that's when you're given a message, you're a blessing, you're a burden. And one is you're fundamentally flawed. So it's catching those. There's a woman named Byron Katie who wrote a book called Loving What Is. Mm-hmm. Byron Katie was a morbidly obese, like 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's why who was really nasty and needed to lose weight for her health. True story. Turns out the only place that would take her for her insurance was a halfway house for women with eating disorders, which I didn't even know existed. But Barb, yeah. she's sitting on the floor of this halfway house because she feels unworthy of sleeping in a bed. And a cockroach comes and runs across her leg and she has an epiphany. And she says, oh my God, my thoughts are making me this way. She goes home totally transformed. And she's sitting on the sofa, looking out at the window, and the guy she's married to get this at the time, because she later divorced his butt, says, <laughs> you should be looking out the window all the time. And she yeah. says to herself, no, he shouldn't be talking to me about this like that. And she created a program called The Work. So what I'll have them do when they come in is I will have them give me a thought that's causing them stress. Like It's called that. what? Um, that's causing them stress. Like I'll mm-hmm. never get a job or I'm not worthy right. of love. Cancel, right. cancel. And then I'll have them write down every single feeling this thought is giving them. And just one word thing. Then I'll ask them, are you like this in real life? Chances are they'll say no. And then I'll ask them if they're always every moment of their life like this. And if they say yes, it's okay too, but I'll do that. Then I have them write down every single feeling they would have if they didn't have this thought. And then I'll tell you what's incredible. It's like two different people wrote that. The thoughts they've got and how they would feel. And then I say to them, if having the thought, blah, 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 makes you feel like A, and not having the thought makes you feel like B, why have the thought? And then I'll give them, I'll have them rewrite the sentences. So what they're doing is they're getting rid of the self-sabotaging beliefs often starting in childhood. And as they do that, they allow manifestation to occur. But I will also give them an exercise called the blue room. So we create a cobalt blue room, cobalt blue being the color of depression glass, and also the color of throat chakra, which is communication. Mm -hmm. And I'll have them go into the blue room and bring anybody they've got issues with, whether dead or alive. And in their head, (laughs) and what I'll say to them is in your head, because somebody wants to do, I have to really build a blue room. No, you know, it's in Mm -hmm. your head. (laughs) And you tell them what you need, and then you let them tell you what they need. Then you tell them how you feel, and you let them tell you how they feel. And then you make an agreement, and you shake hands, and you leave. But here's the secret. It's all aspects of yourself. It's an incredible exercise. It's all parts of you doing it. There's Your mother isn't in there saying, I need this. It's you on your mother's level saying what you need. But it's a really powerful, transformational exercise. Um, but another thing is this. There's a man named Randy Ferguson who's incredible. And he was one of my guests. And he was talking about core beliefs. Mm-hmm. And he said a core belief is anything that goes way back to childhood that you're still hanging on to that's holding you back. And he said, what do you think the way to work with core beliefs is? So if I were to say to you, 
how do you think you'd want to work with a belief that's getting in your way? What do you, that started a childhood? What do you think would be the most logical choice? And chances are, they would say, well, I'd ignore it. Or I'd put, no, you accept it. And you just go, I've got this belief. And then it becomes less toxic. It becomes less something you've got to hang on to. And it's sort of like Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now. You step back and you watch it. So it's accepting where you are and tuning into it. But then I also believe really absolutely in manifestation by being there. Very much Abraham Hicks, who says, Mm -hmm. you know, feel it. So quick story on manifestation is I do readings at this bookstore. And after COVID, we were away for about five or six weeks Mm -hmm. and came back. And when I came back, I just wasn't as motivated as I'd been. And people would say, are you the reader? I'm wearing a big sign around my neck that says Friday reader. Are you the reader here? And I go, uh-huh. I wouldn't even say, do you want a reading? And then finally, <laughs> one of the owners named Justin said, you know, all the other readers are doing this and you're not. And I realized that, you know, I like going there, but I also want to get some readings. So mm-hmm. all week, every single day, I would say on Friday, I will have between three to six readings. I would just see it happening. And when I go in, mm-hmm. Every single time the phone rings, even though I don't know who it is, I say, tell them I'm here till six, manifesting like it's them calling. And then when people come in and they go, are you the reader? I go, yes, I am. I've been doing this for 48 years. I'm really good. Would you like a reading? Because if they're asking it, they want a reading. And I've got to tell you, knock on wood, not a day goes by that I don't get readings. It's just seeing it and feeling it. It's at, You can absolutely have what you want, but the really good things make a list, do a vision board, make Mm -hmm. a board with one subject of what you want. And on the bottom, three little words or something better. Now the main secret Mm -hmm. to manifestation, and this is it in a nutshell, only tell people directly involved in helping you attain your goals, what they are. Do not tell anybody else because Mm -hmm. chances are they may not understand they may say, well, you know, and a lot of times when we share our goals, we want someone to go, yeah, you can do it. So only get positive cheerleaders who have your best interest start. But manifestation is seeing it and feeling it and allowing it. Um, There's a really good, there's a woman named Lynn Grabhorn who wrote a book called, what was it called? Excuse me, your life is waiting. Now here's the thing that's so cool. Do you remember the thing, the secret that came out? Yeah. Okay. That was in 2000. Three. I, that I have no idea. <laughs> no, in 1993, she wrote this book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And it's a four-step program on manifestation. Wow. And one day she looked outside a window, true story, and saw that someone who worked for the city was tearing up trees to make the street wider. Mm-hmm. And she said really loudly with a lot of passion, I wish he wouldn't do that. And she shut the blinds and went about her day. And then this morning, she looked outside her window, and all the trees on her block were gone, except for the ones in front of her house. And she saw the guy. Isn't that incredible? True story. So she saw the guy who had torn down the trees driving back, you know, for the city. He was just looking to see if he had done a good job. And she ran out. She said, excuse me, I noticed you tore down all the trees on my block, except for the ones in front of my house. Why did you leave them? And he said, I don't know, ma'am, just seemed like the thing to do. Don't you think they look pretty? And that was it. So she created this amazing program for manifestation. 
So the first thing is you write down a goal. Mm-hmm. And then you think of everything you'd like to avoid. Mind does not register negatives. So you have to avoid saying, I don't want. So you need to say, I want to avoid this. And I want to avoid that. After you've written down what you want to avoid, it's not negative. It's like a shopping. You write down everything that you want in that thing. Then you spend 16 seconds. And I don't know why it's 16 seconds. Talking about it in the present like you already have it. And the last step is you let it go knowing it's going to happen. Powerful, powerful stuff. I also got into Abraham Hicks Change Your Life in 30 Days Manifestation Program, which is a 30-day program. I've done it 30 times, and it really works. (laughs) (laughs) It's just allowing and seeing it happening. Yeah, so you watch it, actually. And and one of the most important things, I have to say, or better, because sometimes Uh, we'll manifest something that... We don't know there's better. So it keeps I know small. it. Yeah, I know it. It's so and that's always me. been my issue. I never would have expected my life to be what it is, which, you know, is great. But I would have picked a different life because I didn't know any better. Yeah. And, you know, we're all like that. But the bottom line is you can always change it. And that is the thing. And sometimes I've heard that. I mean, I use quotes a lot. You're not walking away from something. You're walking towards something else. And one of the mm-hmm. best sentences is, I live to thank God all my gifts, all my prayers haven't been answered. But honestly, <laughs> if it doesn't feel right, just ask for guidance on how to attain it. Mm-hmm. Or and leave it out there, how to get there. Totally. But, but pick the, where you're going, the end result. Pick what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe make a, make a list, make a sheet. You know, we have to close now. So I want to make sure everybody, I know. I know. I'm just kidding. Everybody um, knows where to get hold of you and your classes. And so if you'll let us know. I'd be honored. Okay. My website is Kendara, K-E-N-D-A-R-A, laurel.com. That is everything on it. My meetup is Introduction to Metaphysics Meetup Denver. Can somebody from someplace else come into a Denver meetup? Well, it's all online, so absolutely. Okay. A large, some of them are from out of the country. Okay, good. Um, I didn't know. No, no, I I know. Um, Those are really good ways to reach me. Um, I am doing a couple classes. I don't know when this is airing, but I'm doing a class on July 10th on psychic development. That's and this is 2022 because this yeah. can be sitting out there in years. Yeah, you know? um, if you and then I'm doing one on July 16th on um, healing. Mm, that's great, and I'm really excited. So I'd say the best way is to um, just contact me on my website. Mm-hmm. You can also text me 720-470-6928. But if you text, I don't do well with phone calls, and I don't do well with emails because I get so many of them. But if you do email me. Mm-hmm. Um, at Kendara Laurel at gmail.com. Um, put in the heading what it's about. Okay, that sounds great. Thanks so much for being on. Oh, it's a wealth of information. Oh, Love thank it. you so much. Thanks for listening. It's great. Thanks. And have a great weekend. You too. It was so much fun. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
Enjoy your upcoming weekend.